Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I try to live my life, live my life every day. Keep out of strife. Come what may I try to do unto others as I'd have them do to me. But it can't be done for everyone and now it's plain to see. She was she was like ten times bigger than Fat Bastard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's huge. And then yeah, for for people obviously listening, she blew up. Sorry, I guess uh, when I'm trying to drag something around, it freezes the screen. So you got to see the good stuff. But yeah, man, a wild movie, Slither. I recommend it for people out there. It's got everything you want in there. It's got uh, you know love affairs. It's oh, got, nice. Uh, yeah, it's got all the good stuff that all. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to your Tuesday. You know what that means. We have come to save your day, I guess. I guess we did. I don't know. But I hope you guys get as many laughs out of this episode as I did. Uh, Like always, I bring the corny humor and uh, just have fun all around. Uh, We we touch on serious notes. Come on. We're a news team here. We're professionals. Uh, Yeah, professionals. If you want to see the video... Head on over to Patreon, sign up over there. Uh, five and ten dollar tiers gets the video of this. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash my third eye podcast. Love the support. Thank you guys for uh, for supporting me over there. Also, don't forget about purepetwellness.com. Goes to checkout, gets you 20% off your whole entire order, and you can use that as many times as you want. 
Love these pet CBDs. Uh, they have a little chapstick and a little tin of balm. Uh, you can use that on your your own skin as well. So, again, purepetwellness.com goes to checkout, 20% off your entire order. Got to thank Drew from your Missing the Point podcast, our Aussie in the house, calling in on this episode. So, uh, thank you, Drew. And uh, I know you keep it cunny down there. So, you know, we, we, we appreciate any time we get to talk to you. And uh, having said all that, it's time to get out of here and get into this episode. You know what we do. We see you next Tuesday. Ugh. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Conspiracy Underground. We are the Conspiracy Underground news team and the tag team champions of the podcast game. I am Ghost with the most. And with me, as always, the heavyweight champion himself, Ryan Dean. How are you? Good, man. Am I heavier than you? I think uh, that... We're probably about close. I'm like 233 now. Okay, yeah, I'm like 250, 240, 245 okay. maybe? Yeah. I, around there. I, I dropped some weight, so... Lucky. Yeah. Lucky you. Well, don't don't brag too much about it, okay? I'm not. I just don't eat as much. Yeah, you know, I've been... Uh, so it's interesting. When I started running, dude, I gained quite a bit of weight. Huh. And then I think it kind of leveled back out. That's awesome. It's just because I'm sheer muscle, like just straight. Oh. I mean, it's... Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I don't know why I gained weight. It's kind of interesting, but gained weight. And then now, you know, I think that we're going back down with the running as, I, as long as they stick with it, but... What's going on there, dude? Not much, not much. Just uh, excited to come home and record another episode of Cunt and uh, talk to you, because I haven't talked to you in, oh, God, it feels like forever since last week, I think. Yeah, well, yeah, we talked like a couple times, <laughs> I think yesterday and today once already. Yeah. But I wanted to get through this, because we have a caller here in about 20 minutes. I want to do a quick weekend uh, wrap-up here, or, or uh, you know, a call back to the weekend. Okay. And then if we have time, I want to get into one of these little clips that some great listeners sent me. Uh, I mentioned that I get really annoyed with how many DMs I get. If you send me <laughs> cool videos like this that are shorter, I'm all for it, because this is like stuff that we can talk about on this show. Um, it's just tough when sometimes people send me like a 45 minute video and then want me to watch it. Um, because yeah, if, if one person, you know, sends me, if all the listeners send me a 45 minute video, buddy, there's no time for me to research, you know no. what I mean? So it's just kind of tough, but yeah, you know, most people understand that, but nonetheless, what'd you get into this weekend, dude? Uh, watch the UFC, uh, with you. Imagine that. Uh, wasn't it fun? It was, I brought you a little bit of good luck, uh, but you know, which is always good. I, I guess I brought you good luck. You, you you were winning when we were on the phone, so that's all that matters. Until the end, until yeah. the last fight where we were on the phone, and then, yeah, I just lost. So then I was like, well, maybe it was just, you know, whatever. But, yeah, I mean, what a what a card. What a time yeah. to bet for me. You know, it was a nice, nice little uh, cashing in there. Um, but, yeah, dude, that was fun. We made some dope steak, like some tomahawk steak and some uh, wings. I had wings, mm. too, both days of the weekend this week saturday and sunday and uh just a good time man nothing like just kind of catching a buzz on a sunday and fixing up some food fuck yeah that's what it's all about i know you yeah. you sent me a picture of some hot sauce that you were trying out and i was like man i pity your asshole <laughs> yeah it's, uh, it's the tabasco scorpion sauce and it's actually really hot like you think you hear tabasco and you're like oh yeah that's pussy shit this is hot dude it, it's uh it's really really hot sauce i um have a pretty high heat tolerance and this stuff gets right through that. So you showed me something that you got that's wild. Mm, mm -hmm. uh, Nine million Scovels, yes. if I'm remembering correctly. The God Slayer is what it's called. Um, yeah. 
And it's no joke. Uh, I sent a picture of the little one ounce bottle to you and I took the lid off and I was smelling it. I was like, man, I forgot how good this smells. And stupid me, I've only ever done like a toothpick dab on my tongue. I was like, oh, there's some on the bottom of the cap. So I just dipped my whole finger in it. Yeah, big mistake. For an hour. For an hour, I was on fire. And it just keeps going up and going up and going up. And and it's just so slow. And it finally peaks out. And then it just slowly comes back down. And you're like, whoo. But it was fun. That's kind of how scorpion peppers are, too. And we had this conversation before. We actually are looking into hopefully doing like some sort of like hot sauce episode. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, pretty interesting. But uh, but yeah, dude, it is. Uh, sorry, I got a message from work here. But dude, just it, you know, th- I think that that like wasabi, how it gets real spicy and then it's gone in like two seconds, right? Mm-hmm. Super hot, and just gone. Like after you take your next bite, that's because it's made that's with horseradish. Yeah, right, right. So that's not the case with some of these real spicy things, man. It just really oh. fucking nukes your shit. But good times, man. Nonetheless, oh, yeah. a good spicy wing is just a good time. Yes, and. Uh, I myself made wings yesterday and had some, I think I even, I think I still have enough for lunch tomorrow. I made that much. So, but I, I put a, I get the, uh, the old Frank's hot wing sauce and then I doctor it up. I add a little, I add butter to it and a little bit more vinegar, not too much because it already has a decent amount of vinegar base to it. And then I added some of that God Slayer to it and wow, it just perfect. I mean, just hit just just enough to where you kind of sweat, but the it, you feel it on your lips for a good good bit afterwards after you're done eating. You're just like, mm, that was good. And I fried my hot wings in lard. Game changer. Yeah, that's you said that, and that sounds just incredible. So that's something I'm going to have to do. I've been using vegetable oil like a pussy. Yeah. I, well, I was telling you, I, I, I needed oil and I didn't want to get the vegetable oil or corn oil, canola oil and olive oil is kind of expensive. So I went down, I was like, oh yeah, shit, I can get um, Amish made lard here. And that's what I did. Ended up buying a two, two pound tub. I probably used a pound of it uh, to fry them up. So it was good. But I seasoned the, the chicken with Dano's spicy uh, seasoning and threw them Dano. in. Dano's best seasoning on the market hands down right now. Awesome. Well, good to know, man. Yeah, you know, there's there's all kinds of new food things coming out, and Walmart's stepping up their game. And this is a passion of mine, you know this. So mm-hmm. it's just like I can I can just go off the rails with food. But like I mentioned, man, I wanted I had a few things that I wanted to show you, dude. There's some wild stuff, and there was the one that I wanted to show you. I think we ought to spend more time on. So after our caller, um, if if they're we're probably going to keep them to around 15 minutes or so after that i have one that maybe we can go back and forth on a little bit we can look at some patent numbers too nice but check this out i'm going to play this through my phone you should be able to hear it just fine uh really really good friend of the show victoria i'm not going to give her last name out there because some of these people you just don't want them to know where you live you know what i mean is it is it victoria newland uh if it was i wouldn't tell you but no it's not so check this out she sent me this from a gold pills account and it's not the gold pill girls that you talked with Uh, this is somebody else um this is an interesting concept and make sure give me a thumbs up make sure you can hear it clearly but this is about the water wars and i just think it's an interesting concept i think that it's very valid i think this is something that we should be concerned about the dude from the big short uh, autistic guy that's very very knowledgeable when it comes to day trading and like mm-hmm. kind of predicting the future for lack of a better term this dude was able to predict the the fall of the um 
real estate market and basically the crash of 08, 09, all that stuff. And now he's got all of his money in uh, water, like in basically in, in sourcing water. And this has been this isn't news to a lot of people, but it is something to be concerned about. So here is the idea of the water wars, and it's uh, brought about really well here. Are you ready for water wars? You guys might have seen this video going around of these CIA operatives talking about how the CIA is literally manipulating the news and media. Hmm. It's be important to remember for later. I'd seen a few reactions to this article about the Colorado River water being used for the raving company. Now, a lot of people don't realize this, but here in Arizona, we're actually running out of water. So in the virtuous name of equitable outcomes, the Biden admit. Uh. So in the virtuous name of equitable outcomes, the Biden administration is going to come in and help spread the pain. Can we just stop for a second and appreciate the perfect execution of that headline? Here's another great headline. Saudi land purchases fuel debate over U.S. water rights. I wasn't aware of a debate over whether or not water is right. The only people I've seen debating whether or not water or access to water is a human right is going to be this guy, the CEO of Nestle. I'm sure it has nothing to do with the 67 major bottled water brands that Nestle owns worldwide. Me personally, I think it has more to do with this, water trading. Back in 2020, I told everybody that they were trying to make water stocks just like they did with oil. Well, water stocks became a thing in 2021. Now it's 2023 and we're trying to open up a debate about water rights. At least whoever's producing these headlines in the media seems to think so. It's super interesting with the timing because we actually started trading oil stocks in 1983. It wasn't long after that that the wars in the Middle East began. And you know that was predicated on a false uh, news narrative being pushed during the time. Through the media, of course. I mean, what do I know? I'm just some guy on the internet, but I still got to ask, are you ready for yeah, so you see that, right? I mean, just a lot a lot there, and it's one of those TikTok-modeled things. This is an Instagram reel, but a lot of information really quickly. But the, the main part of it is that water stocks are a thing now, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, essentially like trading utilities. And I think that they're kind of alleging here that since the, the water from the Colorado River, which gives a lot of water to the West Coast, um, Arizona, California, Colorado, obviously, a lot of different places. That water, since it's got to travel so far, they're going to make it a little more difficult for it to travel that far, from what I understand. And they're also going to give it to places that it's not going. So they're just kind of like running it very inefficiently, and they're going to do it even more so. And uh, water might not be something that you can just get. Water's not free as it is right now. But what are they going to do to make this harder for us to actually get clean water? Well, I don't know. We see this going on in fucking Ohio right now, right, with Palestine. Right. Um, so, yeah, what are your thoughts on this, dude? If I'm not mistaken, Nestle was the first to buy some, uh, like, a freshwater spring, deplete the whole area of that water, bottle it, and then resell it back to the people in that community that they took it from. And yeah, yeah, they use a lot of child labor too. Yeah, and everybody's like, "Oh, Nestle, they're they're a good wholesome company." No, they're they're fucking pieces of shit. And when you see states outlawing or banning the the collection of rainwater, you know, yeah, 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 you got to start being like, "Okay, so what's what's the big goal here?" Well, if you control water, you control the lifespan of of a fucking human race. Three days, three days right. without water, you're done. And if you don't have access to clean water or a way to purify it and clean it, I, I don't know. It could be scary times. I mean, this this kind of ties in with Bill Gates buying up farmland, and it's all near 
a, a lot of these rivers and deltas and, and, and what have you. And it all falls back to if you think the government's here to help you, uh, you're dumb and you're retarded. Yeah, dumb and retarded. That's yes. a double whammy there. Yeah, it's um, it, it's just crazy to think, man. You know, it, it seems like they're going to get this to this point with air, too. Mm-hmm. Air is literally the only thing that is 100% free, and it's kind of getting poisoned all the time, right? So like, they tell us. So they tell us that it's free? No, that, that it's getting polluted with all this carbon, and yet there's only 0.04% of the atmosphere is made up of any type of carbon. Right. Well, no, I'm saying that it is. It is. I, I would say getting polluted with, uh, with like the the chemtrails and things oh, like yeah, that. Oh yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Okay. And I see dude, I actually Sorry. saw something that was wild with uh, barium and aluminum, the two main things that they put in there. Right. The abbreviation for barium is BA, and then aluminum is AL. B A A L, dude. Mm, ball. Ball. Or Baal, however you want to call it. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. And like they'll do these crazy chemtrails that are like you know like if you it, we we heard about the X's over people's houses and whatnot, but sometimes they'll do pentagrams, they'll do all yeah. kinds of shit. And I forget it might have been the reality czars or somebody that posted that, but uh, I thought it was just such an interesting thing, man. That that you know the symbolism's always there, and yeah, always. we can connect patterns that aren't necessarily meant to be there, but air seems to be the only thing that is you know that you need to live that us as the peon humans can actually access for free right now. Mm-hmm. Um, water's not free, despite what a lot of people think. I don't know why people say water's free. You know, a lot, those people probably fucking rent houses and apartments and stuff, which nothing against you, but water's never been free in our lifetimes. You yep. always are paying for water. Yep. Um, doesn't mean that it's right, but it's just something that us, that us stupid people are used to, man. It's and, called water um, sewer bill. Exactly, dude. Your sewer, your, I mean, everything. Anytime that you turn your faucet on, um, it is, it is literally using water. And I think, you know, the idea that people have with the, you know, dystopian future where when you run your tap, you know, there's going to be a digital counter next to it and it's going to be like, okay, this is what it's at, blah, 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 blah. That would actually be better than what it is right now because you don't really know what you're getting charged until the end of the month. It Mm -hmm. might kind of not be a bad idea if we're going to get into this whole smart, which we are, it's not like we have a say in it, but if we're going there, that's not even as bad as it is now. Like that'll, that'll, yeah, that'll be a lot better, I think, but interesting topic there. And then uh, she sent me another one here that we can go through about seven, uh, seven different things that we have agreed to that are going to really fuck us over in the near future. And it's stuff like cryptocurrency, credit cards, uh, all kinds of stuff like that. But nice. Yeah, interesting stuff, man. Some people sent me some great stuff this week. Um, but yeah, in the meantime, I'll pull up our uh, old faithful here. Yeah, uh, I we can get into it a little bit later, but apparently Anheuser-Busch released a uh, brand new commercial today. Oh, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, we'll just we'll just tease it with that for now because we'll, we'll 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 touch on it. Can we play it? Maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. I have it. I have it saved so we can play the clip and everything. Well, we got we got seven minutes. Um, maybe we don't have enough time for it then. But um, yeah, man. You know, I'm, the the trans news is still pretty present on above top secret ATS, as we like to call it. Anything on uh, the Chinese police station? No, but that's been something that's been out there for a little while, right? Like, you know, in New York, there's a lot of them. There's Yeah, they just Canada. made a major announcement today at 1 o'clock. 
What'd they say? Uh, I have a little clip of it clipped. Uh, some, they arrested like, I want to say five Chinese nationalists. Uh, they had this whole entire floor rented out as a police station for Chinese in down in Chinatown. And yeah, Chinatown. Chinatown. And they went Lovely. in and arrested uh, th- those five people that were running it. They were like Chinese diplomats and shit. Okay. Well, then before we get into, excuse me, before we get into the call here, I got a quick one. Um, there is something that this is from Behind Enemy Lines Bear. Love that name. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it every time and if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Uh, he's probably on the... I actually didn't realize I was following him. Just followed you, buddy, if you're listening. Um, dude, it's it's interesting. I bet you he's on the side of the bear with the raccoon, by the way. Did I tell you that a page... <laughs> that's all dedicated to raccoons with like 11,000 followers started following me. Yeah. It, it, tell, tell our listening land. <laughs> Cause I started laughing the moment you told me this. Yeah. Well, so yeah, there's this page, I forget the exact name of it, but it's this, I'll shout it out when we're done with the uh, call here, but there's a page that started following me and it's all about raccoons. Like it's like cute videos of raccoons. And uh, I noticed they don't follow anyone else that I follow. Right. So they, they had to have found it by, the show by Monday Night Master Debaters. Matt's, you know, the Great Deceptions, awesome roundtable show. And uh, we have this standing debate, five raccoons or a bear, who are you going to fight? And uh, apparently they like my take and they started following me. So I appreciate that. Uh, matter of fact, let me see if I can find them real quick before <laughs> we change subjects here. Because, yeah, dude, that kind of made my day when I uh, when I found it. Because I started following them back, of course, too. You know, you got to when, when you get something like that. Um. Yeah, Raccoon Corner. It's called nice. Raccoon Corner. Eleven point seven thousand followers. It's a lot more than me. You can see here, just nothing but raccoons, right? Little, yep, little trash pandas. Yeah, dude. So I'm I'm happy about it. Forest ninjas. Now, what's that? Forest ninjas. Forest ninjas. I like that. Yeah, they're like the little ninjas of the forest. Yeah, dude, that is hilarious. Okay, so this thing that that Behind Enemy Lines Bear sent me, which is very interesting, ASU, real shitbag school there. Tons of hot checks, but a real shitbag school. Fuck ASU, and that stands, okay? U of A, yeah, not much em. better, because they, they own a fucking telescope with the Vatican called the Lucifer Telescope, so maybe all of our universities here are just shitty. But there's this, um, there's this summit that it's the ASU GSV Summit, and this is being held right now, uh, April 17th to the 19th, 2023, in San Diego, and it's also virtual. Maybe we can catch some of this. Maybe we can even try and catch some of it right now uh, after our call. 
But it started in 2010, and it's a collaboration between ASU and the Global Silicon Valley, which is GSV. And the annual ASU GSV Summit connects leading minds focused on transforming society and business around our learning, uh, around learning and work. Our North Star is all people have equal access to the future. So it's one of these things where it's all about equity. It's all about, uh, you know, everyone is is 100% equal, meaning the people that tried really hard in life are brought down and the people that aren't trying hard in life at all are brought up, right? I'm all for equal opportunity, but when they say these things, that's not what they mean. It really means fucking over the middle class. Right. We know that because they're not going to treat themselves as equals to us. They're always going to kind of be ahead, but there's going to be just enough for us to not complain about. We're all going to see like, you know, Ghost over there is not having, uh, you know, much more money than myself, Ryan over here, right? That's right. the whole thing where it's like, I can't complain about that because it's all equal now. But what if you're working your ass off and I'm sitting here not doing shit? You deserve to have a little more money than I do, right? So yeah. it's kind of a fucked up situation. And and that sounds like that's what they do here with this ASU GSV thing. Yeah. That, anytime you get scholars and Silicon Valley leaders together, nothing good's going to come out of it. Uh, for us, anyway. It's all about, like you said, all about them. Yeah, they're, they're going to design it. Man, they're going to have a great life. But... You know, hell, I don't the way the way things are going right now, I don't even think there's gonna be a fucking middle class here in a few years. Six months to a year. Yeah. Go on. No, I was just gonna say six months to a year, it's gone. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, I think uh that that's probably a little too and I know that you're joking, that's like your whole thing, right? Don't you have that on the back of your cup there that you're drinking? I I do, right here. Six 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 months to a year. Six months to a year. Conspiracy and yeah, dude, I am not drinking out of mine right now, but it's because it's dirty. You know ah. what I mean? It's dirty. I use this damn thing every day, and I am not using it right now. But yeah, dude, those are awesome, man. Those are real, real nice cups. Shout out to Shelby, by yes, the way. Yes, thank you, Shelby. Thank you so much. They are friend of the show. Wonderful. Um, What were we getting into right now, though, before that? I know we got only a minute here. Uh Oh, uh, my mom's underwear being really hot. That's weird. Yeah, isn't Why would it? you say that? I don't know. You're the one who brought it up the other day. You're like, man, your mom's underwear, they're hot. Like, yeah, Ryan. that sounds like, like something no. I'd say. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, really, they're not. Sure. Um, <laughs> no, Just some of that stupid humor I throw at you. Oh, it was it was the uh it was the GSV ASU stuff with, you know, the whole idea of like taking down the middle class. If there's no middle class, it's not a very strong country. You know, like that's one thing that we've kind of understood for quite some time. China doesn't have much of a middle class. Russia doesn't have one. A lot of these communist countries don't really have one. Venezuela, all those places, right? Mexico. I mean, there there's rich people there, and then there's a lot of, you know, lower, I, I would say lower class poor people in all these places. So Hey, we're going, we'll after, see, the, man. We're going after the cartels now. No, we're not. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those are our government's best friends. Boots on the ground. Says who? Uh, where did I hear that? I heard it over the weekend. It was being quietly reported uh, that we were going to start putting troops in Mexico to fight these cartels. And then over, was it, maybe it was fr- last Thursday or Friday. God, it, it's not, I always get his name wrong. I always get Mayorkas and the other dude fucking... Mixed Blinken? up. Blinken. 
I think he was saying that that we were going to start fighting these drug cartels and going after illegal gun smuggling and all this and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, well, shit, maybe uh, all these quiet rumors are actually true. We're going to you know, put boots on the ground in Mexico and we already have boots on the ground in Ukraine and who, who fucking knows. Yeah, when uh, you know when Blinken says something, man, he he's the head of the FBI, right? Am I thinking of the right guy? Yeah, or is that... yeah. And, I, and I'm thinking of the maybe it wasn't. No, yeah, I think it was Blinken. Christopher Ray. No, because he's the head of the FBI. Blinken's the Secretary of State, if I'm remembering correctly. Now, let me double check. Who's in charge of the military? Oh, isn't it that big old faggot? Yeah, that that big old homosexual. Ah. No, I'm not using faggot like that. I'm using right. it like piece of shit. Um, that Navy cockslayer. I know who you're talking about. Let me see. He's, he's one of the Joint fu- Chiefs, yeah, right? Yeah, he's a fucking idiot. One of the Joint Chiefs. Uh, Mark Milley. Milley. That, that's it. I think it was yeah. Milley that might have been saying it, but it could have been... I don't know. It could have been somebody else. Like I said, I should have fucking saved the clip, and I didn't. I for whatever dumb reason, I don't know why I did, but whatever. Yeah, Blinken's the Secretary of State. So, okay. um, yeah, just to make sure that we're clear on that. But yeah, dude, fucking Millie is a real piece of shit. I don't know how he wow got as far as he did. Well, he sucking dick. That's how you do it at that level. That I is mean, true. That dude, you know, just. Yeah, I don't understand. You know, that dude's parents should be ashamed of him, man. Like, you know, just an awful person. Like, I, I can't even, like, put it into words. This dude's such a fucking scumbag. Not that Blinken's any better or Mayorkas. You know, all these people are horrible people, man. But, um, I don't know. It, like, it, it's crazy. It'd be fun to, like, do a ranking one day of all these people. Um, yeah, they all rank number one. Good. Yeah, they're all sharing. Number one in my books. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they suck, dude, but... Um. Yeah. So his proper title is the Secretary of Defense, right? Go ahead. Uh, thank you for calling the Conspiracy Underground. Uh, you're on with Ghost and Ryan, the left lip and the right lip. Hello, long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> nice. We finally got someone to say that, and that was not planned. <laughs> you didn't tell him to say that. <laughs> no. That's funny, dude. I take What's it this, on, uh, this is our friend from Down Under. It is. It's your foreign correspondent from Australia, Drew. How is everyone going today? Yeah, it's going good. It's early over there. It is very early. I just woke up. Shit. You didn't but, even have your scotch I, and, and Coke yet. No, I haven't. That'll be uh, after I have my coffee, my pack of cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good man right there. So what's going on down under, dude? Oh, some interesting stuff is going on down here, that's for sure. Now, anyone who's familiar with Rosa Corey, who is the kind lady who kind of divulged all the Agenda 2030 stuff in the last five or six years, um, she's recently died. But she outlined a big part of what's happening globally is that there's going to be like a UN attempt to take people's land and we're starting to see elements of that happen in Australia now. Hmm. Very weird. So, I know that you're a big fan of that one. What's that dude's name that you're always posting about, Drew? 
Oh, God, it could be anyone. Lots of people in Australia that are starting to speak up, which is good. No, but... the main guy that you're always talking shit about. Oh, like God, be... Dan Andrews? Yes. yes. Yes, that's him. Is he a oh, premier or something a... down there? He's our state premier. What a piece of shit. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, we, dude, this is one thing that Americans are so bad at, including myself, is like understanding anything about how foreign governments work, right? Like, yeah, every other, I don't know every anything. foreign country knows ours almost inside and out. Americans don't even know our own, let alone any other countries, right? <laughs> yeah, well, um, we get exposed to it through social media and films and things, and you guys just don't have that. I don't think. Many Americans want to watch a show about Australian politics. It'd be dog shit boring. Dude, I saw this thing that you posted too about Zoe Williams or maybe Zoe. I don't know how the fuck you say this, but working out's right wing, right? I mean, like all this kind of stuff. Is this is this a common way of thought there? Like are most of the people there, are they like over the top leftist? I'm not even going to use the word liberal. Are they leftist? Like is it hardcore there? Is it? Hard to find a conservative there because that's not the image that I have in my head of Australians. Well, this is the problem. It's like all other places. The major cities tend to be very left, but unfortunately the populations are larger in the cities. Like I'm in a state of roughly 6.5 million people and around 5 million people of that live in the city, which majority of those people would be left-leaning. So it's a very small population base, which you you consider conservative or right-leaning. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting, man. Just because, like, the, the Australians I interact with, they're all super chill. Like, they're they're pretty woke to the shit. Like, not woke, but awake, I should say. Um, And it, you just don't see that in the news. The news tells a very different story than my own personal experience. Now, I've never been there. I'd love to go there, even though it seems like I'd get eaten by something. You know, <laughs> I don't understand how you guys are able to live with all these fucking spiders and snakes and shit. It's not but... much different than Arizona. I know, but you know how the media portrays it, though? Like, <laughs> it's in, like, like the deadliest know, island in the world. Yeah, <laughs> dude, there's this, meme, there's this meme I saw where there's literally, there's a there's a dude sitting on the beach, there's two snakes fighting to the death, and then there's like a dog carrying a fucking ripped up shark. And it's like, I've never seen so much Australia in one photo. You know what I mean? It was just like, <laughs> it looked like chaos, but it was beautiful, too. And then like the backdrop's just all nice. So, yeah, it's funny, man. As he's eating his Vegemite sandwich. Sure. That is correct. <laughs> Which is a derivative of beer. So it's very Australian. Ugh. Yeah, I'm not against it. Uh, not I am. It. I've tried it and I think it's disgusting. Well, it does have like a, a gassy taste or something? It's uh it's it's all on its own. It's it's a weird it's a very acquired taste. It's like a soy sauce paste. It's very salty. It's the closest thing you can associate it with. Yeah. But it, but it kind of has like a, a seaweed taste. If I remember why, like it's just there's just some weird taste about it that is just it's just off. It's like I bet it wouldn't be too bad with some beer and like uh like some pickled vegetables or something and like some crackers. Just go get you know a, what I mean. Just go get a quart of oil and put it on some toast. That's what it is. Like kind of <laughs> yeah. gassy tasting, huh? Yeah. Okay. I'll take your word for it. Recycling from when you drain the oil from your engine block. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Okay. Well, shit. <laughs> Are you looking into any other uh, any other kind of stories down there, dude? Like anything, whether it's Australia specific or just uh, 
You know, anything that's kind of piqued uh, your interest lately? The, the big one at the moment is we've got a referendum coming up in Australia called The Voice. So a little bit of a quick history lesson. lesson. It wasn't until the 1960s until Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders, our First Nations people, were recognised as human beings. They were under the Flora and Fauna Act, so they were considered animals. So in the 60s, through um, protests and uh, things like that, we officially recognised our First Nations as people, which was fantastic. So they became Australian citizens and represented in our constitution. All of a sudden now there's this big push from the left-wing side of our country to have Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people officially listed racially in our constitution, which in itself is a bit divisive. And the problem with this is that it's going to open up a body where we have a certain group of our society represented as a racial group and not as citizens themselves, which if you go under that UN Act that I opened up with, it's just a way of taking land away from people and also taking away land from our Indigenous First Nations people at the same time. God, this sounds eerily familiar. Yeah, it sounds a little bit South African, doesn't it? it and and uh, a little early on American, what we did to our own Indigenous people. That happens yes, everywhere. Uh, it's, um, it's a bit strange because our people never had a, a treaty signed with Indigenous Australians, so... Mm. They've been kind of living in this limbo, but, you know, they've been citizens since the 60s, which is far too late in that regard anyway. But it seems like the, the left in our country is really trying to stoke that fire of division and racial prejudice. Hey, that, that that's what wins these days. Yeah, hey, it works. They play, they've got a good playbook and it mm-hmm. doesn't fail them. Got to, got to keep everybody fighting. Got to, you got to keep them separated. <laughs> Not wrong. Oh, God. But, yeah, that's about it. That's what I've been looking to, like, geopolitics-wise, and then just, you know, deep diving on some Aussie stuff, looking at Ned Kelly, uh, looking at some of our cryptid things. Sounds fun. Uh, I can't wait to team up with you on that Ned Kelly thing. Yeah, you'll get a blast out of that one. It's a, it's a really good story. All factual. Uh, a young Irish migrant who decided to take on the law, and the law won, unfortunately. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> he fought the law and the law won. Gotta love it. That's I, the I, fucking story. I do have to give, and this is going to sound a little weird, I do have to give a shout out to to Instagram because if it wasn't for Instagram, we would not be able to take foreign callers because with Instagram, you don't have international fees. Yeah, thank you. Right. I'd have to be paying an arm and a leg at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'd have to use WhatsApp or something, right? Can you take calls on WhatsApp? I don't know. So, and that, what that what, that's what's crazy is that that's another Facebook thing, or excuse me, it's Meta. It's meta. a Meta thing. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, they just own everything, man. Yeah, it's interesting, dude. And then uh, there was one thing, too, that I wanted to bring up, but it's slipping my mind. I'm doing five things at once here. Um, going through your Instagram to see if it'll spark any any thoughts. Drew, are you? Oh, go you ahead. said that you guys are working on a cryptid thing. No, uh, I'm gonna have him on my show to educate me about Ned Kelly and, and everything that goes okay. on with that. So awesome! Hell yeah, dude! That'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I will Good say, shit. Drew, if the Dalai Lama comes your way, do not suck his tongue. 
I was going to slip him in the tongue. I was just going to be the dominant one in that. Oh, situation. there you go. Put him in his place, you know. Yeah, and grab an ass cheek while you're doing it. Beat him yeah, too. Like, Don't yeah. do that to little kids again. You sick fuck. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. You gotta love it. Gotta love it. You love to see it. Just say generic things. <laughs> yeah. shit okay anything else you want to want to cover before we get out of here no that's it guys um yeah just keep an eye out on australia it is the canary in the coal mine as usual and if this voice referendum gets up and goes through you're going to see a apartheid australia and it's going to be paraded and pronounced as a wonderful thing which we know it won't be well, Gotta that, love it. Yeah. Dude, and actually, Drew, it's perfect that you're here. I brought up the thing that you posted about the, the barium and the aluminum in chemtrails, right? Where yeah, it's yeah. B-A-A-L for the two abbreviations, like the chemical compounds of the shit that they're spraying in these things. That was that was Drew from Missing the Point. That was not someone else that I had mentioned. Okay. So it's perfect that you're here, man. Oh, perfect. Yeah, good old ball, right? And it doesn't help when the chemtrails somehow magically make pentagrams. <laughs> you yeah, brought that up too. How you do that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can kind of see it right there. Yep. You see that? Absolutely. So, yeah, interesting stuff. But yeah, thanks, Drew. I mean, thanks for. I don't know. Hopefully, you didn't wake up for this. But ah, oh, it's okay, know, it's fellas. Been... It's, it was worth it. I'm on school holidays. Got to call in. Hell yeah! Yeah, hey, the name of our show we kind of ripped off from the Aussies and the and the Brits, so you know you guys yeah, use it very fr- right there. Yeah, you guys use it very freeingly. And uh, <laughs> before you go, Drew, just remember to do this. Uh, it, it might brighten your day. Nope, wrong one. You don't Whoa. have guns. <laughs> <laughs> I think we was do that what you meant to do? <laughs> it was it was bad joke. <laughs> Jeez. Well, yeah, thanks as always, man. We'll be, uh, I'm sure, in connection or in communication, rather. And uh, have a good day down there, dude. Stay yes. safe. All right. Try stay safe, fellas. Have yeah, a good one. stay warm. <laughs> we'll day. Bye. Right. Later. Always good to talk to Drew. Dude. Um, but, yeah, let's see. Okay, so this was what I was going to bring up here was let me i need to pull this up it's another clip that i want to play and with the playing of the clip we will see um a patent that we might want to look up and i think it'll be pretty damn interesting this is from agm music on instagram pretty cool page agm still around huh i didn't know agm was still around or no i'm never mind i'm thinking of BMG. BMG. I've never heard of BMG. Yeah, they were. BMG was one of those uh, like Columbia House type deals. Okay. If if you well, nonetheless, that. there is this very interesting um, situation. Basically, like for context, it sounds like there's somebody that's filming, and they go up and they talk to somebody that's working on a five G tower, and the guys. Like, you know, whether he is or not, he's saying that he's new. He doesn't really know what they're building, blah, blah, blah. And this guy brings out this patent number and says that this is for uh, mind control, mass mind control. That's what 5G towers are actually for. And supposedly we're going to try and prove or disprove it right now that the uh, 
that the patent that he throws out there kind of confirms this. So here it is. What's up, bro? Hey. Hey, I was just wondering. Um, these are called Gwen Towers, right? What? Gwen Towers? Gwen Towers? Yeah, G W E N. These bad boys? I'm not sure what they're called. Damn, I want to take a picture of it. Are you working on them? You don't know new. You, you guys don't, don't know even know? Well, I'm kind of a new guy. Okay. No, that's cool. I was just wondering. Cause check it out. I know this. I know this method. It's called U.S. Patent five three five six. 368 method and apparatus for inducing desired state of consciousness, bro. Like they're downloading brain waves from these emissions. They're literally downloading thoughts onto our minds with these frequency towers, bro. And it's a government patent. It's government patent US 5356368. You never heard of that? Uh it's crazy, huh? That's crazy. It's just, we want to know, like, when we go around these Gwen Towers, we ask people. You never know if these things are real. But he did give the patent. Okay, there's the patent number. Here's the Google search. Okay, so we're going to do what this lady is doing right here. So, when I type in that number, again, 535-6368, this is a method of an apparatus for inducing desired states of consciousness. I can share my screen with you. And it is, in fact, what the guy was saying. Have you heard of this before? I have not. It's kind of freaky. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I type that in, right? And this pops up. You see this here with your own eyes. Method of and apparatus for inducing desired states of consciousness. This is on Google Patents. It's very much out there. Um, pretty wild to think that this is actually a real thing because a lot of times those things are kind of bullshit right Mm -hmm. but this seems to have some validity to it brief description of the drawings okay so there's some drawings here and uh oh nice it's over here to the right you see those yeah what what uh can you go go back to the abstract of the yeah you want me to read it yeah because I, I don't know how to read. Okay. <laughs> um, improved methods and, and apparatus for entertaining. Um, no, in training. <laughs> I can't read either. For entraining human brain patterns. Employing frequency following response or FFR techniques. Facilitate attainment of desired states of consciousness. In one embodiment, a plurality of oh, elect, EEG waveforms characteristic of a given state of consciousness are combined to yield an EEG waveform to which subjects may be susceptible more rapidly. In other embodiment, uh, sleep patterns are reproduced based on observed brain patterns during portions of, of a sleep cycle. Uh, entrainment principles are applied to induce sleep. That's weird. This is like sleep-focused. In yet another embodiment, entrainment principles are applied in the work environment to induce the ma- and maintain a desired level of consciousness. A portable device also is described. That's fucking weird, huh? It's weird. However, where's, where's the link to this in, in a 5G tower? I don't know. You know what I mean? He was saying is that all these things. Oh, and this is the Monroe Institute too. Oh, Robert A. Monroe. Great. 
Yeah, I don't know exactly. He's making the connection. He's kind of throwing that out there. On he's going out on a on a limb. I think he is a little bit too. Now I I will say, um, shout out to Kelly. Uh, sent me some cool information on uh, the manipulation of iron in the bloodstream and what have you, and its connection with five G, and maybe the clot pokey poke, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I think this guy's just kind of he he saw this and he's like, oh, well that could be five G, but I understand where five G could obviously fuck with us, especially if you were poked. Because we, we know I forgot I'm screen sharing. Sorry, yeah, dude. that's all right with with graphene oxide and what have you and everything else that's in it. I don't know. Let's let's scroll down a little bit more to see if there is maybe a link to this. And I mean. Does he see wave EEG waveform and, and automatically go, oh, that must be 5G? I don't know. I'm just playing um, devil's yeah. advocate here. Because, yeah, E is the fifth letter of the alphabet. E-E-G, 5G. But that would be 10G. What mm-hmm. the fuck? Yeah, just freaking out about it. Um, I don't know. The the step one or the, the first bullet point here, a method of inducing desired states of consciousness in human beings comprising the following steps, uh, combining a plurality... Uh, there is some signals, resulting signals in audio to respective ears of a human being to induce said state of consciousness. Um, we go from one to eight for some reason. So I guess they have these. Yeah, man, I'm not seeing the the specific towers, but you would think that they would use some sort of like technology to make this readily available in, on like a mass scale, right? Right. Apparatus for awakening an individual using brain pattern and entrainment. Um, okay. Comprising means for a selective wake-up time. Means for keeping time. Yeah, so there's nothing here that says that it will be a tower, right? No. And, and if anything, I would link this more to if it's given off frequencies and, and able to get into your thoughts or whatever, maybe voice-to-skull technology Right, more than a five G apparatus. Yeah, back background of the invention here, field of the invention. Uh, yeah, it's just basically talking about consciousness. There's no actual infrastructure here, but to that point, that doesn't mean like I don't feel like they would just straight up say like we're going to build towers, call them five G towers, and they're going to be laced with this technology, right? So the guy is making some connections here that maybe aren't there. But at the same time, maybe they aren't going to be there. You know, right. I don't think that it would just be out in your face like that. Nonetheless, it's an interesting piece of technology. It is. That is very real. There's a patent on this. The Monroe Institute's very interesting. These guys are like with the remote viewing and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so, yeah, definitely pretty cool. But I will stop sharing that. Could be very easily uh, something that could be weaponized or, you know, used for ill intentions. But... Uh, could be used for good intentions in in other ways of you know unlocking that spirituality side through through psychedelics but we don't need psychedelics we got frequencies now yeah you know what i mean so yeah and that that mixed with the psychedelics or even the strong weed like the stuff that's way too strong for most people out there um you know who knows who knows what's able to be accomplished by this stuff here so it's weird. I think that, you know, I think you bring up a good point there, just questioning, you know, how accurate is this dude? But 
freaky shit, I think. Um, I can't tell people to think for themselves if I don't think for myself. Right, of course, yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, it may not be nothing there, but to me it just seems interesting at the very least. Oh, yeah, absolutely interesting. You know, I agree with you there. You know what I mean? I, I was just, you know... You and I are good at playing, you know, putting out information. I'll put something out. You, you play devil's advocate. Uh, you know, you give me something, right. I'll, I'll do the same. And that's why we're the tag team champions. That's what it is, dude. That is what it is. Okay, we'll go through some headlines here on Old Faithful and see what we got. Um, I've seen Old Faithful. Rover finds most bizarre moon rock on Mars. Who gives a fuck oh that's God. fake? They found it in Canada. Um, moon- or no, where is that at? Greenland? Yeah. A moon rock on Mars. No, the most bizarre rock on Mars. Oh, I thought you said the most bizarre moon rock on Mars. I'm like, how the fuck does a rock from the moon get to the fucking Mars? Like, seriously? I might have said that. Well, yeah, gravity. I mean, you know. Oh, I forgot about gravity. Aliens. I might have said moon rock in all fairness. But um, hundreds of teenagers flood into downtown Chicago, smashing car windows. I saw that over the weekend. What was it about? I have. They didn't really give a content uh, context. But it was massive mobs of fucking teenagers. They were just smashing cars, window, anything that they came in contact with. It was like fucking destruction mode. It was it was nuts. They were trying to get into Millennium Park and prompting a major police. What are they trying to get to Millennium Park for? That I don't, I don't. I don't. I don't. Know, don't know what Millennium Millennium Park is. Okay, I'll look it up. Millennium Park. It's a public park in Chicago. Uh, it's got that big black ball in front of it, like the big... Okay. Uh, I don't know what they'd be trying to get there for. Kind of uh, weird, huh? Maybe there was a Travis Scott concert they that they wanted to see. I don't know. After year's first large group incident at Millennium Park concerns about blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, there's no real solid anything on here that I saw. But yeah, I mean, Chicago's a shithole. Yeah, it's basically a third world country. Yeah. You got that fucking Batman villain that's running it, Lori Lightfoot. <laughs> I like. The, I think she looks more, more like fucking uh, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice than anything. I think she looks like the penguin or something. Like she wears like ill-fitting suits. Have you seen that picture of her? Let me see. Um, how do you spell Lori? Is it just L O R I? It could be L O R I. It could be L A U R I E. Okay, watch. I'm gonna pull up this Lori Lightfoot suit. And oh yeah, okay. <laughs> so that- this is you'll see this and you'll understand why I think she looks like the penguin. Okay, here she is. <laughs> Pulling it up. Boom. Okay. Check this out. Tell me that's not the penguin. <laughs> Look at that suit. <laughs> Look at her fucking eyes. <laughs> She's got two buttholes for eyes. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Right? So, look, I'll pull that up. I'll pull that picture up. And then I'll also pull up a picture of Danny DeVito and the penguin. Oh, shit. Danny DeVito, penguin. Why Why would you wear pants that fucking big? Dude, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. She She looks like she's trying to embrace the role of a Batman villain. 
I mean, that doesn't really look like it, but at the same time, I mean, dude, come on. The similarity is there. <laughs> look at the eyes. Now pull up. <laughs> you just like the suit, huh? <laughs> I will say I got to give her props. Military standard, she has the one break, right, right, right where it needs to be, right about right where her ankles are. Okay. Oh, okay. You, you should have, but where she fails, they're ten times too big. Yeah, they're about four inches too long. Yeah, and it looks like she's walking like it I, looks like the the bottom of the pants actually under her shoe. Yes, so, yeah. that look like a pair of worn out Adidas. Yeah, it's strange, man. It's a weird. Uh, now pull up a picture of Beetlejuice. Look at there's another one. You see that? <sighs> I mean, she just the the suits that she wears just don't fit. No, every all the men wearing suits, their suits look nice. Hers yeah. looks like you shit. see how this is getting close. You see how the men they have the one break and the back should fall just shy of the bottom of the heel. So, right. so the guy in the blue, that's a perfectly fitted uh, pants for a suit. The guy next to him, his are a little bit too big. You get to Lori, whoa, fuck her. Lori Lightfoot, look the fuck out. His and look then, a little short, huh? And then the two in the black suits, they're a little too short. Yeah. Yeah, Lori's are, are bad, dude. And so that's the second photo. The one that you saw first there is the main one that goes around. Isn't Lori Lightfoot resigning, though? Like, she didn't get reelected. I don't know, dude. I, I, I don't know how she got elected at all. Those look nice. Okay, the, the, that suit fits. Okay, gives me a little Miami Vice vibe, but right. okay. Well, Don imagine, Johnson. Like, just imagine seeing that. Yeah, she does look like Don Johnson there. God, I thought I had a fucking gap in my front teeth. I thought I had a bad hairline. Holy shit. <laughs> she got nine head. <laughs> Let me see. The first thing that was going to pop up was her wife. Let's see what this whore's wife looks like. She might she might make it to cunt of the week. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Imagine them two poking each Let's other. Let's rape possums. Oh, that god. would be more fun. I don't know, man. Look at these dudes. It's so <sighs> gross. Have you ever seen Lori Lightfoot before she like Yeah, like there's a picture of her, but there's also pictures of her in like her 20s and maybe 30s when she's kept her hair long she actually didn't look that bad like she looked like a woman yeah i don't know man i don't really want to go look for it but yeah i'm sure i'm sure she was hot right kind of like rachel maddow like she actually used to be good looking i believe that i believe rachel maddow used to be hot but i mean look at this dude just i mean the memes the endless memes of the how could you well, maybe maybe it's because her eyes are that big that that it captivated her her wife. Uh, I mean, I don't know, man. Maybe the power, right? Oh, and, and we have to point out, wife. we do have to point out because you know she's all about her her injustice for the black people and you know all all that fucking negative, separative, keep everybody divided bullshit. Her wife is a tall white woman, right? Right, but probably such an insufferable liberal, though. Ugh. Just, I mean, imagine the conversations these two whores have. 
over a glass. I'm sorry, of wine. I'm using the word whore too much, but it's Lori Lightfoot and her fucking manly wife here. Okay, calm down. Zoom in. Zoom in on. Uh, See your voice cracked. What's y- wrong? Uh, I. Th- Which one? That one right there. Is Adam's there an apple? Yeah. Is there? Is that an Adam's apple? No, she looks very manly though. Oh God. It's gross, dude. It is. It's gross. I'm not acting like I'm some hot piece of ass. But no, but it, th- that's one thing I never understood about gay couples and lesbian couples. Okay? One plays the girl part and one plays the boy part in each demographic, whether you're you're lesbian or you're uh, gay men. Like, if that's, if that's the case, you're still attracted to femininity. Just go with what's natural. Well, I think that the big concern is like the 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 vagina, right? Like they like the right? Which I don't know, that's not like a huge part. Like I understand I, that I get yeah. that, but but lesbians still need a phallus-shaped object to make love to each other. Well, they do the the the, the strap on. Yeah. Oh, I don't so know. So you still want the dick? It's hot when they're attractive women, but I mean, that's what I was saying. Imagine these two poking each other in the chops. It's disgusting mm. with that. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to see that ever. I don't even know life. if, I mean, uh, it's just, oh, uh, it, I don't know. Is, it, it, is that Ivanka? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? It looks like her, huh? That That is Ivanka Trump standing next to Lori Lightfoot. I mean, how tall is Lori Lightfoot? That's the next question. Oh, she's Four, probably e, maybe five foot. Type it in. I bet you she's like five one. Okay. Lori Lightfoot height. It doesn't say. Okay, Lori Lightfoot husband. Lori <laughs> Lightfoot height. Let's see. Five one. You were close. I was close. And you hate midgets, so she's an inch away from being a midget. Uh, she's about three. I think four seven is a, a midget, four seven or four eight. Oh, I thought five foot was technically Mm-mm. no, no, no. It's anything under. It's like I, I want to say like it's in 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 the four foot range somewhere in there, like four ten somewhere like that. Maybe four four nine. Okay. Um, there is a video out. It's a minute long. We can see if it'll show the UFO. There was a cube-shaped UFO caught on camera. Did you see that? Ooh, no, I didn't. I always like this stuff. I'm leaning more into this, man. I like getting into the fun stuff more than the uh, the transgender stuff. I feel like that's just going to get me in trouble. Uh, let's see. And these trans people, man, they want you to talk about them. That's why they do their weird shit. Oh, absolutely. Now, you can't hear it, so let me redo this. The pilot does us the favor of showing his altimeter, and we can see that he's flying uh, around 30,000 feet in altitude. The pilot then points his camera phone out of the cockpit window and watch this as he zooms in. A metallic-looking object, a polyhedron of some sort, whizzes by in a straight line. 
We slow it down and zoom in further. That's a good video. You can see it kind of looks like a cube. It has uh, these kind of little points that stick out. It does seem to be darker in color and not um, like a bright, shining balloon. Whatever this is, it definitely shouldn't be there. One theory is that if we were visited by another civilization, they might send probes ahead of when they actually come. Scouts, right? Yeah. yeah. That's a good video, man. But that it, is. to me, it was hauling ass. Yeah. Well, and yeah, it must have been going pretty quick. Um, to me, that kind of looks like more of a, uh, like I could believe that that was some sort of like government technology, right? Could be. But where'd we get that technology from? Well, not even necessarily U.S. government. It could have been. It could be like a, like how they're saying they're they're really kind of like trying to get the idea out there that uh, you know if an alien civilization was going to come visit us, they would send out probes or scouts or whatever, right? right. Why wouldn't China or why wouldn't Russia? They would, you know. What I mean? Or I know. Or we could go flat Earth that extra territory. What if they're sending them from there? Maybe, dude. That's the whole thing. You know, I like that whole debate of like the inter- interdimensional entities. Are they extraterrestrials? And the the definitive answer is no. An interdimensional being would not be an extraterrestrial because they're not coming from a territory that we can call extra. No, they'd be an interdimensional being. Yeah, because they come so from I another like, dimension. I like. Yeah, I like that that clarity there with that. Okay, moving on. Um, this is a nice one. Throwback to the old COVID days of 2020 COVID-19 shots have caused 45 times more deaths in two years than flu vaccines in 33 years, 33 big number. Um, you think that's just bullshit news because they threw the 33 in there. Why not 30? Yeah. And I do believe the flu shots been around longer than 33 years, but right. Well, yeah. Uh, 1990. Well, let's check that. When was the flu vaccine created? When was... well, you know what you you might be they that might be actually pretty accurate because I don't remember hearing about a flu vaccine until the nineties, but or flu shot. Sorry, it's not a vaccine. So uh, it could be could be accurate. Created it, for some reason, it doesn't. You know, usually you just get a quick pop up of the answer. Oh, you won't Not get one on that here. History of the flu. When was the flu vaccine invented? A hundred years ago. It started a hundred years ago, in the thirties. Huh. Uh, Forty-five. The first flu A vaccine is licensed for use in the United States. Okay, so maybe the first. A lot of years, maybe it did cause deaths. I don't know, but yeah, it, it's just interesting when they do thirty-three. Uh, you could say thirty, but you see this here: uh, the the flu vaccine causing no more than it looks like. Uh, I mean, uh, five hundred deaths in two thousand and nineteen uh, would be the most, and then maybe maybe a thousand uh, somewhere in the middle there. But then you skyrocket in twenty twenty one. Up to twenty two thousand. So, Here's something to think about: off. if you're out out and about and driving, how often do you see an ambulance? Not not hardly ever. Oh, really? Well, I mean, you don't yeah. travel as much as you used to. Yeah. So let's go back to when you used to. Let's go back. 
Do you? Do you I don't know. You don't know. I, I can't really remember. I, I say I know that every, is almost on the daily now. Okay. And I don't live in that big of a city or whatever, but I I I see an ambulance every fucking day, at least with its lights on going down the fucking road. Before the whole well, pandemic, going down the road. yeah. Well, sometimes they fly, um, but before the pandemic, maybe maybe once a week, if that, you know, maybe two, two times a week around here. I get it okay. in bigger, bigger cities. You're going to see it more because the population's a lot bigger. I see them every day, every fucking day. See, I see an ambulance. Hmm. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder how, uh, how widespread that is. You know, you say, and you, you, you I'm glad that you brought that up. Cause yeah, in a city, like you see them every fucking, you know, right. every hour. Really, I'm, right? I'm talking more your, I don't want to say rural, but kind of rural esque areas where they're like, it's a decent town that I live next to. I mean, it's got a college in it, but it's not, it's not like Harrisburg. It's not Pittsburgh. It's not Philly or Scranton. You know what I mean? That on that, that scale every fucking day. I mean, hell, what was it? Saturday? I was talking to you when I was going to get dog food and, and what have you. And I'm like, Oh, traffic jam. And you're like, Oh, maybe there's an accident. I'm like, no, the ambulance I, I saw was a while back and it was going the other way. Mm. Like, it's just a normal thing to see fucking ambulances. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Uh, yeah, that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, then is the uh, the ambulances. I'm curious what the listeners have noticed. I have not noticed anything. Uh, it, it is always kind of rare for me to see an ambulance, um, even when I was driving every day. But nonetheless, um, we got something that's right up our alley here. And when I say right up our alley, it means that we hate this shit. And uh, this is something that we that we definitely like to mm, shine a light got- on. What was that? Did you hear that? I thought it, I thought it was something you played. No, I can't see you, so I didn't know if you brought something oh, up. No, or anything. no. <laughs> Sorry, no. I had my mic, mic muted. So, what the fuck? That's weird. <laughs> that was weird. Did you hear it? No. Oh my god, that's so weird. Okay. Um. Yeah, it sounded like a girl talking or something. Nonetheless, um, it says right here a UN. Uh, the UN opens the door for pedophiles. Okay. Um, a shocking new UN report based on findings from the international commission of jurists is setting the stage for normalizing pedophilia. This disgusting and, and, uh, this is disgusting and emphasizes why the United States desperately needs to maintain its sovereignty in the world. Apparently the UN is full of pedophiles. I think that we all kind of knew that. Um, let's click the link here. That really wasn't you that played that? Mm, you... Dude, that scared the shit out of me. Because <laughs> I wasn't watching you. So, like, I didn't see... I didn't see, like, your reaction or anything. I'm looking at this shit. That that was what it was. Yeah, it scared me, dude. I was like, dude, there's someone fucking listening to me. <laughs> uh, great. Great. Just great. Okay. So check this out. I'll share my screen with you. Refrain from distracting me with terrifying sounds. I will do, uh, I'll do that was my Jim best. Bob, right? Yeah, that was, that was Jim Bob. Uh, shout out again to Kelly. Um, she sent me something on this as well. Well, check your feet and legs okay, for these two things, and I'm going to show you in this video. Playing. That's always a good time. Okay, yeah, new UN-backed legal recommendations normalize sex 
with miners, uh, outrage critics say. Uh, I like how they make it like these crazy people are outraged. It makes sense that you would be outraged. Okay, let's see if we can find something shorter. According to the United Nations, according to Ian Miles Chong, and hopefully I'm not butchering his name, Chiang, how would you say that? Chong? Uh, uh, Chong. 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 Che. I thought for a second well, let's his Let's just handles... call him Ian Miles Che. Ong. Cheong. Okay. Cheong. I thought that his handle was still gay, but it's still gray. So... Failed opportunity there for him, for Mr. <laughs> Chong. <laughs> still gay. Yeah, just at me. It's still gay. Uh, okay, so th- it says, according to the United Nations, children may consent with sex to adults, <laughs> to sex with adults. This has been the plan all along. Mr. Chong, apparently a bigot because he does not feel like children should be able to have sex with adults. He has underlined here in his tweet at still gay. Moreover, sexual conduct involving persons below the domestically prescribed minimum age consent to sex may be consensual, in fact, if not in law. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's sick shit. What a dark fucking world we're living in, man. Holy shit. (sighs) What were you going to say? She sent me a... a, I'll share it with you, actually, on IG... Uh, boom. That way you can see it too for your own eyes. Um, but the, the, uh, the title of the post was the United Nations issued this report calling on members of nations to decriminalize sex, sex between adults and minors. Should adults be allowed to convince kids to perform sex acts with them? The UN says yes. Convince? Well, obviously. Obviously, an adult has to convince a, a fucking child to do something that they don't know anything about. <clears throat> you know what, what I mean? What the fuck? So, I mean, think about it. You, you go up, if you're a pedophile and you're into five year olds, they don't know what fucking sex is. So, you've got to convince them into, hey, do this and do that. So, coercion. That's incredible, dude. That's fucking wild. And the UN that says that that's, not- that's cool. Our United Nations. Yeah, man. You know, it's scary because there's the whole there's the old, uh, you know, argument that that pedophiles like to use where it's like, you know, back in the Middle Ages and shit. Right. Uh, What like the the average mom was like very, very young. Right. Like 13, 14, something like that. Mary was 12. What's that? Mary was 12. According to the Bible. Okay. Okay. So that's the thing is is you know are they are they working on bringing us back to some age like that some dark age and they're trying to set these laws up so that it's kind of programmed in our heads that we can rebuild the human race by doing these things i mean it's sick and it's disgusting to think about i've never once looked at anyone like i'm 32 right now i've never looked at anyone that is even like 18 19 20 um and like i don't like and you know there's a lot of people in this conspiracy world that say like i don't watch porn bullshit okay <laughs> we all watch porn there i don't i'm not into these girls like the riley reeds of the world have you heard of her Mm-mm. Oh, come on ghost don't no, lie no, seriously me, okay? I, I i i honestly don't know who that is is, is, okay. is that the swimmer no she's a skinny porn star like a, oh. like these these porn stars that have like real small like they're real skinny they have small boobs small frames i don't like that it's really gross 
I like a nice thick girl, not fat, but thick, big old boobs, right? right. It's fun. Yeah, you know, you know, they're fun. They're fun to play with. Absolutely. These I, I don't I, I, I want some pillows to lay on and watch Saturday morning cartoons. <laughs> well, now you're getting back to the pedophilia <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I want to watch Scooby Doo while laying on a big pair of boobies. Okay. Or a nice that's, big I guess your thing. Or a nice big butt. Right, right. It's it's but, a joke. So that's my point is I've never looked at anyone with a frame like that and thought, man, that looks fun. That's a disgusting, yeah. disgusting way to way to fucking live, man. There's something wrong with these people. Um no, I, they're I, broken I, people. I will say I'm I'm a little bit older than you. When I was in high school and what have you, it was new for girls with big butts to be a thing. Like, okay, right, Sir right, Mix a lot right. kind of came out and he's like, Oh, I like girls with big butts. And back then it was a pi- uh, uh, predominantly uh, African American thing. You know, it was a black thing. Right. Black women had big butts, and that's what they sang about. And, you know, it, it, <laughs> yeah, took, it took a while for it to catch on for everybody else to be like, oh, yeah, I do like a big butt. You know what I mean? But but I was in the generation where, no, you wanted petite. You wanted, you know. Heroin chic, they call it. I guess, yeah, looking back on it now. And it's like me looking back on that now, it's like, eh, no. I, get, I, I want to know if that woman's healthy. Is she eating good? Because if she's in the eating, neighborhood, yeah, if she's eating good, then then she, <laughs> she's healthy. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I think it's very interesting. Like, like right here, you see this pop up. You yeah. see that pop up right there. It, she looks like she's on fucking meth or or right. doing cocaine That's, to keep that that skinny figure with with right. probably That's, her fake boobs. But that's not bad to me, right? That that's not because there's no fucking seventeen year old. Well, maybe there is, but there's no there's no young child that is having a body like that, right? No, no. So that's that's what the problem is. There's some weird thing, and there are there there's porn stars out there that perpetuate that fantasy for people. And uh, is and it like that up. whole fucking uh, what's that fucking weird trend? Uh, uh, your stepbrother or your your stepdad shouting like what the fuck there's a girl and she's so hot on instagram dude she's really a beautiful girl she's got an amazing set okay we'll just leave it at that and this girl does this video and i think i've talked about her on here before she does this thing where it, it plays this kid like she's usually wearing like some tiny bikini and she plays this kid saying hey mom hands up and she puts her hands up and says, drop your weapon. And she just bounces her tits around. And then the, the kid says, like, ew, ew gross, mom. mom. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah. It, it's all over TikTok. It's all over Reels. Now, it, what is that? That's a strange fucking thing. Yeah. Like, why not? As, if you're that girl, that shit could get any dude in the world, probably. Right. Oh, she's absolutely. very attractive. But she's sitting there and she's pushing this like pedophilia shit from the woman's side to the boy side, right? Yes, Weird. it's not just her. A lot of a lot of women have used that 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 sound and and did the same thing. If they if they have boobs, and you know, hey mom, to read baby, ew mom, and it's like, why why would you pick that sound? Nailed that. Yeah, like why would you pick that sound just to jiggle your boobs around? Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's fucking like, weird, man. So yeah, the the like culture pick, is pick rotten. a cool hip hop song or whatever, you know, and and try to bounce them around to the beat. I think you'd probably get a little bit more views. Just saying. 
Well, they get a ton of views as it is. And I think that they get a lot of views because a lot of people get on there and talk shit. I've looked at the comments for science purposes and it, it, it's all people just sitting there saying like, what a fucking pedophile, like yeah. all this shit. And the one that I'm thinking of too, she always is saying like, uh, you know, when you have sex with an 18 year old for the first time and you're 34 or whatever. And it's like, you know, what are, what are we doing here? It's just a strange thing. Now, don't get me wrong. If I'm the 18-year-old back then and I'm getting to hit that, that's great. But yeah, that's not the case. And I, and I will say, I don't know what's wrong with these boys today. If I had teachers as, as hot as these kids have some teachers these days, and you're getting banged in high school by a hot teacher, and you're tattletailing, you're a bitch, dude. You're a bitch. Yeah. Because that's every fucking teenage boy going through puberty's dream oh my god the teacher's so hot and she wants to bang me you know what i mean that's like, still my fantasy like who wouldn't want that as a, a fucking raging walking boy with a boner you know yeah. come on when you're 13 for the ladies out there that listen when you're a 13 year old boy you are a literal walking boner the yeah. wind blows you the right way you're popping one you ever done the walk like a gorilla thing you have to walk like <laughs> yeah walk like a gorilla over. hold your books in front of you because you got a fucking boner out of nowhere you, you, you yeah. ju- oh the bell rang time to change classes you stand up your underwear rubs your little bit Woo! hey uh i'm yeah. 13 i got a boner now yeah yep. it's very embarrassing yeah that you got to tuck it up in your waistband yep. blood loads in your belly button <laughs> yeah. all that stuff it's gross so i'm but... not the only one that has ever tucked my my penis up in the waistband apparently i think every teenage boy <laughs> yeah. has done that Boop. you know what i mean <laughs> um for some reason too you know i feel way less weird talking about like my teenage boy years than i would like trying to talk about like a what girls might have gone through you know what i mean like well, yeah, i don't know if I... it's just because i experienced it or whatever but yeah i don't even want to talk about what girls go through i have a daughter and well (laughs) they turn into like mini satans yeah i could imagine dude i could imagine well think about your younger sister did how how was she when she started going through uh, puberty and what have you did she get fucking uh, and then oh i love you i love you. i don't think so man honestly she's a really sweet kid like okay. um and she would never give me shit because i'll just embarrass the fuck out of her if she does but no she's never been like i i don't think like even my parents i don't think that they were saying that she that she was moody she wanted to sleep a lot i think okay um but she's she's like a, a I, I she's such a sweet kid like a really and she's not a kid anymore she's fucking think she's 20 i should know this but yeah she's a sweet sweet person and so i don't think that she did that but yeah dude a lot of uh a lot of fucking girls i know are just little demons dude my sister was a fucking satan spawn bad really oh (laughs) oh, fuck there was so many times like i'm eight years older than her i I, there were so many times (laughs) she needed to eat a fucking elbow right to the fucking mouth (laughs) damn you ever give her one uh, I roughed her up a couple times as a big brother. I'm not going to lie. You know what I mean? All That's right. Big brothers are for dude. You're acting yeah. like a fucking bitch. Settle the fuck down. Yeah, I'm 13 years old, older than my sister. So if I ever fed her an elbow, it would be abuse. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, I think when I was 18, she was five. So, yeah, right. dude, I fucking would have done that. Like, that would have been awful. When I got so, yeah. out of the Air Force, I was in my early, almost pushing... 25 so i was like 22 somewhere in there and my sister was like 
15 turning 16. So she was like in the peak of going through her, her coming into a woman stage. And wow. Yeah. It, <laughs> the, she got put in her place once or twice. <laughs> it sounds like uh, Shelly Marsh, Stan Marsh's older sister in South Park. Yeah. Shelly, the one that just fucking screams at him all the time for no reason and beats the shit out of him. Yeah. Yeah, just, older sister mm. seems like a nightmare, dude. If you're going through, like, middle school, your sister's in high school, that's a fucking nightmare. Um, but, yeah, because, yeah, then you're getting beat up by a girl, which is just terrifying. Yeah, luckily I I, I was the opposite. I I got to beat her up. Not, not that I really beat her up. I just threw, pushed her back or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, she was in her bedroom running her mouth. I'm like, just sit the fuck down and pushed her and she sat on her bed Ah! (laughs) i'm telling mom well just a minute ago you were kicking you were gonna kick my ass and kill me like now you're gonna (laughs) tell on me like get the fuck out of here like stepbrothers yeah i will stab you in the neck with a knife (laughs) how crazy that fucking (laughs) shit yeah fuck that man that's uh i'm glad that i missed all that but uh, yeah moving on here before (laughs) ghost gets himself in trouble talking about beating up his sister um Okay, we got, why be afraid when it may be a good thing to return to the little house on the prairie? Um, This is the idea here. Which that show is based off a true story, by the way. Well, isn't it just people living on the fucking prairie? Uh, You you missed growing up with with that TV show, Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. Um, But it was based on an actual true family, the Ingalls family that obviously they put a little Hollywood in, in, in there or whatever, but it was based on, on true events. Okay. Go back and watch it. It wasn't a bad show. Okay. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. That's a late, great, uh, fuck. Pat, Patrick. I forget. Bateman. No. Anyway. That's from, uh, American uh psycho but yeah the the idea of this article is basically like why are we afraid of a collapse if we would just have to go back to the little house in the prairie type lifestyle i agree i i think that the fear of it i think is a much more powerful the same idea of, of like sanctions between warring countries or whatever um once you once you implement all the sanctions there's no threat anymore if we get to that that collapse if the internet goes out tomorrow and all these podcasts are gone, all the online banking's gone, all that shit's just gone, right? Okay, that's that's the worst of it. You know, there's going to be some time for adjusting. Um, hopefully, you've got a little bit of food saved up. I don't think you need two fucking, excuse me, I don't think you need two years per person, right? Something like two months max, yeah. because at that point, you're able to go out there, you're able to hunt, I'm sure. Hunt, fish, um, gather. Yeah, gather. I mean, there's nothing to fucking gather out here, and there's very little to hunt. That's You'd not, be like, surprised if you if you looked into I, what you I could, would not. I think you would. What you could forage in your area, I think you'd be surprised. There's prickly pear, mesquite beans. That's about it. Mm. I mean, w- wait till you come out here, dude. Well, You'll see. No, I, I know, but I'm just saying. I I think there's more than what you realize. I guess if you could train yourself to eat rocks, there would be something. Oh, rocks are uh, delicious. Put a little bit of red bean sauce on there. Put a little mustard. Yeah. Which which will be hard to come by, but nonetheless. Oh, then, yeah, then you I'm just use out mouse my turds. Right now. What's that? Then you just use mouse turds. Yeah, those are Rice Krispies, chocolate Rice Krispies. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you know, it, it, there's not much that you could eat out here, to be honest. There is. Uh, Do you get dandelions? There's dandelions every once in a while. Okay. But um, there's these things that basically are kind of like cousins to okras, and when they dry out, they turn into devil's claws. I don't know if you're familiar with devil's claws. Really sounds, fun thing. Sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. So you can eat those before they turn into devil's claws, but there's not much, man. It's a fucking desert for a reason, dude. There's not much out here. And then a lot of the animals in the area here have like fucking, you know, diseases and shit. So I wouldn't want to eat them. Uh, Dubs and stuff, maybe, you know, you could eat quail. Oh, you can eat, you can eat any bird. But then there's some that have some, some parasites and stuff. Like I wouldn't eat a pigeon. No, you can eat a pigeon. Just cook it. It, yeah, if it's on a pigeon well i've eaten pigeon you ever eaten possum yep you think you've eaten possum? No, no i will not eat a fucking possum maybe in a survival <laughs> situation i would <laughs> you just said yep <laughs> just yep. Like, about it <laughs> yeah. dude i'm gonna show you this no, possums are fucking they're they're one of those animals that i love and respect for what they do but they're fucking ugly, gross, and disgusting. What do you mean you love and respect them for what they do? What do you oh, mean? Oh, dude, like, they're like the number... politics or what? Uh, no, dude. Do you know how many ticks possums eat? No, like, I like don't. they're like, they're like a tick massacre. Compared, uh, the next best thing to like eating ticks and bugs out of your yard would be chickens or or other birds. Like possums are good for the environment kind of like bats are you know what i mean like i respect what they do for nature not eating one not i don't think i would eat an armadillo either because you you run the risk of if it's not cooked fully uh getting um oh what's that disease where your skin falls off uh eczema now uh fuck it was talked about in the fucking bible leprosy leprosy in the fucking Bible, he said. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> God. Yeah, so what about leprosy? If uh, armadillos actually carry that disease. Okay. Right. So let me play you a scene that you might enjoy. Um, you might enjoy this. This is a great scene. Um, if I like it, I'll flick my bean. Yeah, but I just want to make sure that... <laughs> This is, in fact, the right one because have you seen the movie Slither? Mm-mm. Okay, this is a movie that you need to watch. I actually saw this scene on social media and I was like, what movie is this from? And Kim told me and what a fucking weird movie this is. Slither from 2006. If you want to type it in, there's a scene with this girl and basically what the what the whole thing is, if I understand it right, I, I wasn't really watching it too intently. I was just kind of waiting for this scene to happen. There's like this parasitic disease that people get. It's a three-minute scene. You'll enjoy the every every second of it. But there's this disease that these people get, and there's worms that like crawl out of them and shit. And I don't know what makes this woman in this scene so fat. But she ends up like, you know, just it's crazy. Just watch the scene. And even without any like real serious context, it's just a very disturbing, strange scene. So I will share this with you. Um, And here we go. <laughs> Make sure you can hear. Give me a thumbs up. Oh. 
See the screen, or do you see my message? Oh, I see the screen. Okay. Just want to make sure you don't see my message here, my text. keeps freezing. Oh, I didn't want no one seeing me like this. Can you see it? Uh, Shit. Oh. How's my poor Bill? Okay, now, right? now it's playing again. That's weird. Uh, so, what's going on here, exactly? I'm so fucking hungry, Bill. I'm so hungry. I never knew anyone could be so hungry. Do you mind handing me a, a piece of that, that that possum over there? Just a little bit. <clears throat> I think we best get you to the hospital right quick. What the fuck they gonna do with her in a hospital, Bill? Shut up. Jesus! Why is she doing that? I told her she's moving. Relax. Oh, I gotta stop doing that shit! It hurts, bitch! Oh, the bastard led us here. It's just funny that giant fat woman's like, I'm so fucking hungry. hungry. Can I have a little piece of that possum? Yeah, dude. It's great. It's really oh funny. shit. <laughs> she was she was like ten times bigger than Fat Bastard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's huge. And then the, yeah, for, for people obviously listening, she blew up. Sorry, I guess uh when I'm trying to drag something around, it freezes the screen. So you got to see the good stuff, but yeah, man, a wild movie, Slither. I recommend it for people out there. It's got everything you want in there. It's got, uh, you know, love affairs. It's oh, got, nice. Uh, yeah, it's got all the good stuff that all good movies have. So check it out. Does it have uh, uh, teenagers? Well, I, n- let me take that back. I don't want to say teenagers, but like teenagers that are really 35 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, skinny dipping in a lake that might be haunted. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's what's funny, dude, is like, and that's another thing that I think was subtly pushing the pedophile agenda was these high schoolers played by 30-year-olds mm-hmm. that are hot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the, the the chicks and the dudes. Like, I'm not I'm not above saying a dude's good looking. Okay? Right. No. It doesn't mean I'm going to go suck them off. It just means that, uh, you know, I have eyes. Right. But, I mean, yeah, man. Come on. It man. is. Yeah. Don't you like when people are out there and they're like, man, I can't tell if that guy's hot or not because I ain't gay. It's like, man, you might be if you can't even just say he's a good looking dude. Right. Or you had maybe you got maybe you got touched. Maybe you did. I don't know why you had to whisper that. That was weird. I don't know. I was trying to be Joe Biden to make it sound creepy. Well, yeah, you accomplished that. (laughs) Good. Um, Okay, let's go through a couple more. Did you have anything that you wanted to play? Because we are coming up to about two hours here. Uh, we're, we just hit an hour 30, so I'm going to play the Budweiser commercial. Yeah, yeah, let's do that, dude. I do want to see that. Let me tell you a story about a beer rooted in the heart of America, found in a community where a handshake is a sure contract, brewed for those who found opportunity in challenge and hope in tomorrow, raised by generations willing to sip, share, risk, remember. This is a story bigger than beer. This is the story of the American spirit. I mean, they knew that they fucked up, I guess, huh? That's kind of what I'm thinking. The American spirit. Kind of what I'm thinking, because everybody except for the last two dudes, if there was a white person, there was a person of color whether it was black, Asian, Native American, whatever, standing next next to each other. And then at the end, it was two redneck farmers. Hey, let's have a beer at the end of the day. And the whole time, the Clydesdale's just fucking running. I mean, that is what Budweiser used, used to always, that's what their commercials were always about. So for them to release this and then i hear uh i was reading something that the the bush family and uh, the people on the board at at budweiser did not know and it wasn't the advertising uh division of budweiser it was the influencer advertising division that did the whole dylan mulvaney thing and they had no clue about it and here we go it's gonna do it again Because my computer's fucking retarded. But have you heard that? Oh, here's this quick thing on on the now a, a Fox News alert where we are uh, witnessing a press conference that's being held by the U.S. Attorney's Office there, uh, charging a couple of Chinese nationals in the United States with uh, operating an undeclared Chinese government police station in Chinatown in Manhattan. Uh, Harry Liu, uh, Liu Jiangwang, and Chen Jinping have been charged with conspiring to act as agents of China's government, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office. This is very similar to a case last year in which five 
individuals were charged uh, for operating one of these so-called police stations, uh, stalking, harassing and spying on U.S. residents on behalf of the People's Republic of China secret police. In addition to those two charges, 34 officers of China's national police force have been charged uh, in uh, absentia with trans with a transnational regression scheme, as it's called. So basically what they're trying to do is they're trying to get to Chinese nationals who are living here in the United States and um, harassing them, otherwise intimidating them into shutting up about what they might be saying about the uh, Xi Jinping regime and the communist government of China. Now I. Hmm. What's up? Oh, did you not hear any of that? Yeah, I oh, did. Okay. No, I was just saying, hmm, <laughs> weird. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, absolutely, 100% weird. It's just like, yeah, dude, dude, I don't even fucking know what's going on anymore with this shit. It's just like, are we going to are we gonna get nuked or what? Yeah. When's it coming? I, I don't know. I have a Dan Crenshaw thing. Uh, I'll save it for next week because it's right around a 10-minute video. But it, it it's good. It shows uh, Dan Crenshaw's true colors. One 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 eyed McCain, as as uh, Prime Time <laughs> likes to call him. Yeah, I mean, if you want to watch it right now, if it's relevant, if it's something that we that I mean, why not show it now versus next week? If it's uh, new, uh, okay. Let me get back to that. Why not? You know, why not? Something to say that I've been holding on to for about four and a half years now. Um, I've tried to deal with this internally. Um, it's been weighing me down for some time. Um, I've tried to just let it go, uh, just like I have with the whole night. So for people out there, this is Navy SEAL, for the audio listens, listeners, this is Navy SEAL Chief Eddie Gallagher uh, and his thoughts on Dan Crenshaw and what he went through and looking for a fellow Navy SEALs help. And this is this 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 tells you about I Patch McCain. Nightmare that happened to me and my family. But um, I feel compelled to come out now and speak the truth about a certain individual. This is not about me. I'm not trying to get into a petty little back and forth match with this with this person. This is about you, the American people, um, no matter what side of the aisle that you sit on. This is also, and most importantly to me, uh, about my teammates in the SEAL teams. I feel like you guys should know the truth as well. So back in 2019, I was charged with war crimes, uh, premeditated murder, and uh, I was facing life in prison without parole. I sat in pretrial confinement for about nine months before my actual trial. During that time, my wife Andrea and brother Sean, along with a certain group of teammates that I had, were doing everything they could to garner support, uh, to get the truth out about what was going on with me, um, to expose all the lies and corruption around the UCMJ and everything they were doing to put me away for life. During that time, one name kept popping up. That was Dan Crenshaw. My brother wanted to go speak to him um, to try and get his support, as well as my teammates 
who were doing everything they could. And this was for obvious reasons. Dan was a prior SEAL. Um, they thought that this was a no-brainer and that he should get behind it, especially with all the information that was coming out. So my brother, who lives near D.C., was going to Congress almost on a daily basis, knocking on every congressman's door um, on both sides of the aisle, trying to get them to look at what was really going on uh, and get their support. One of those individuals was Dan Crenshaw. So my brother ended up talking to his staff a couple times. They gave him the runaround, um, but that did not stop him. He kept going back uh, day after day and finally got a hold of Dan. Dan told him he wanted to wait till the situation developed before he made a decision, which got it. That makes sense. Um, along with that, some of my teammates who were on that deployment, who were on the ground the day of the incident, went to one of Crenshaw's fundraising parties, pulled him aside and spoke to him face to face, told him what was happening to me was complete BS, that it was chock full of lies and that I was getting screwed over. Dan told them he'll see what he can do. Once my brother got a hold of Dan, he said, uh, oh, once my brother got a hold of him a second time, Dan said that there wasn't enough information or whatever. Uh, my brother got pretty frustrated and ended up sending Dan a semi-scathing email calling him out for being a politician and not being part of the brotherhood and not supporting a fellow SEAL. Dan replied to him and said that he would see what he could do. So, as uh, my incarceration went on, and it was late into my incarceration when 50 congressmen ended up signing a petition to release me from prison so I could properly defend myself before trial. They basically were saying, give this man the constitutional rights he deserves before he goes to trial for his life. One congressman would not sign that petition. That was Dan Crenshaw. Instead, he decided to write his own petition and pretty much say I, to keep me in prison, but just to let me see my lawyers, which were rights I should have already had in the first place. At that point, we decided to scrap asking Dan for help um, and just move on. No harm, no foul. So obviously, I went to trial, was found not guilty, and um, ended up retiring out of the Navy. Not long after I retired, I got invited to a turning point event by Nine Line. While at that event, I just happened to run into Dan Crenshaw. I saw him coming down the hallway, um, and I wanted to go up and talk to him just to get his thoughts on the whole situation and why he did not support me or why he made up that own, his own petition saying to keep me in prison. I was not angry. I just wanted to talk to him, team guy to team guy, to get his thoughts. He saw me from down the hall and immediately looked down at the ground and speed walked right past me. Didn't even give me the time of day. Um, so at that point, I was like, all right, you know, he's a politician. Um, I can kind of understand why he didn't want to support if it would hurt him in some, some capacity. So I just let it go. Not too long after that, uh, I obviously wrote the book. Uh, and when the book came out, I went to Congress 
to do a book signing for the 50 congressmen who did support me, who did sign that petition to get me out of prison. While there, I was pulled aside by multiple congressmen and was told that Dan Crenshaw was actively working against me behind the scenes. He was going up to each of those congressmen who were supporting me, telling him, telling them not to support me, that I was guilty, and that it was his community, and they needed to butt out and let him handle it. <laughs> I don't know how much of an arrogant statement that could be made that Dan said it's his community. That's a joke. But regardless, after hearing this, I was pretty disgusted. It's one thing to not support me and just to back off and not do anything. But Dan, knowing the full well the truth about what was really go on, going on, still went and tried to get people not to support me and pretty much try and put me away for life without parole. The way I look at that is Dan was trying to kill me. He was doing this for political favor. He was doing this to climb the political ladder. The reason I'm putting this out right now, or I'm putting this out right now, is because if Dan Crenshaw is willing to lie, to gain favor with other politicians, to climb that political ladder, and pretty much throw somebody away for life, what do you think he's doing to the American people? This man cannot stop lying. And I'll give you some examples. Recently, Dan, or uh, David Goggins, was on a podcast with my good friend Aaron Singerman. I listened to the podcast. I listened to him expose Dan for who he really is. After that podcast, after I listened to the podcast, um, I DM Dave Goggins and said, great job on exposing Dan, only because I know the truth about him and what he did to me. Now, I had no communications with Goggins before this. Me and him really did not know each other. Um, but after I sent him that DM, he then sent me a text message back. And after I read it, um, this is what really compelled me to come forward and do what I'm doing now. And I'll read you the text. And this is from Crenshaw to Goggins. Hey, man, listen to your Rogan podcast. Good shit. I had no idea about any of that shit with that Team Six guy making YouTube videos about you and all that. Again, sorry if I made it seem like I was ever in that category. I am not. I wouldn't have tried to get you to speak at my events if I didn't respect you and your message. Like you, I've been in the public eye since about 2018 and understand very well how people will climb over your back to get higher, get more clicks, and get a little more, little more famous. Pieces of shit like Eddie Gallagher have tried to do that at my expense after I tried helping him get out of prison. That should never happen between team guys. God bless and Happy New Year. <laughs> so, this text message is chock full of lies, which is not surprising. Dan sent this to Goggins after Dan himself was on a podcast talking trash on Goggins. And he is telling Goggins that he tried helping me get out of prison. 
again, this man can't stop lying. He'll say whatever it takes to get people on his side and then do the opposite behind the scenes. Something to say. Fuck uh, Dan Crenshaw. Fuck people like Dan Bongino. These people are pieces of shit. There's a fucking reason why um, he's called I I Patch McCain. Um, Just because you served in the military and what have you, and now all of a sudden you can't stand up for your brotherhood, I'm a vet. If someone reaches out to me, I'm not a special forces vet, but I'm I'm a vet. If you're going to reach out and you need help, dude, I'm I'm a, if I'm in a position like like that, I'm going to do anything I could to help you. But right. this shows his true character. All you want to do and, and we know his voting record. He's yeah. a, he, he's he's a fucking douchebag. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. You know, it is interesting. Um, and you bring up something really good, dude. You're, you're part of a community that I've never been a part of, never will be a part of, the the veteran community, right? Military, uh, ex-military, whatever. Right. Um, it, it's interesting to me, dude, that even someone like you, obviously I respect you, I respect your opinion, and I think that you know a lot about the culture of the military, right? Mm-hmm. There's people in the military that you should not support, ex-military no. people that you should not support, right? Like, there's people out there like that. Absolutely. That maybe they do deserve the cold shoulder. Now, do you know much about this Eddie Gallagher guy? He's got a full Wikipedia page. It's wild. I I, I, I do not, but the I, I stumbled across this do, doing show prep on my lunch break today. And I was right. just – and I actually gave this – all the 10 minutes because normally i'm like okay if it's good you know uh, and i was just like no i'm i'm actually gonna fucking listen to this whole thing yeah and i was like at the end of it i'm like I, i'm not surprised this is dan crenshaw this this is yeah. who he is and i guarantee you whatever team he he was on yeah he he might have played a team member but it was all about what he could get out of it. You know what I mean? Like, how far could I advance? How far could I go? Yeah. Which, in military standards, you always hear there's no I in team. Now, you'd have those cocky smart asses that like to joke back, well, there's a me. I get it. However... No, there is no I in team. You're a collective. You know, it, there's no me either. If you're going to flip around the fucking E and the I, M and like, sure. you know, jumble shit around, yeah, you can always make it about yourself. But right. no, there's no me in team either. Correct. But <laughs> there's an M and there's a T. Right. And there's a team and there's a EM. Like, you know, <laughs> what are we doing here? There's a T. Do you want to drink some tea with the team? Get the fuck out of here with that me and team. There's no I or me and team. Correct. Right. But if you and I were, were, say we got tasked to do something for the good, the good of whatever. Dude, I got you back all day long. You know what I mean? Right. And, and and if you got caught up in some, some crazy shit because of we were tasked by the government to do, do something. I'm not going to, 
I'm not going to fucking sleep or go to my grave until I know I've exhausted every fucking resource that I have to help you get out of the situation that you're in. It, it, it all falls back to you leave nobody left behind. Nobody. Sure. I don't care what fucking branch you are. Space Force, Coast Guard. I know people bag on the Air Force. That's that's a branch I sh- served in. Great. I can bag on fucking crayon-eating Marines and bushwhacking Army. Whatever. At the end of the day, we all have the same fucking mindset. Well, and they they bag on the Air Force as like a family. Like, you guys are like the retarded brother of the family, but it's still the family, right? Yeah. And that's, I, I think that it's, a, I think it's more in uh, military culture, from what I understand. Yes. It's not, they're not like, fuck the Air Force, we don't need them. No, these guys no, are a bunch right. of idiots. <laughs> they're just like, yeah, these guys are just, you know, they're they're the fucking, you know, the joke. But they're, they're not, dude. Right. They're not. Kind of like very ev- everybody necessary. fucking bags on the uh, the navy for being gay and faggots. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean. Exactly. And, and then that's probably furthest from the truth. But that's and and I've never seen a marine that ate a crayon. Well, yeah, Brandon <laughs> was in the navy. You know, my cousin, he was in the navy, and he, you know, there's this joke. You send 100 sailors down on a submarine, you come up with 50 couples, right? Like that, <laughs> right. That's like a joke yeah. that they have, right? So, yeah, dude, all, that, that's what's so funny about the military culture. And what I love about it is the jokes. Like, yes. Yeah, they'll call you guys retarded in the Air Force. But if you're, you if you're in a bar shit. setting and a civilian starts bagging on you in that sense, right, it right. doesn't matter what branch is with you. You're fucked, dude. You're yeah, fucked. you guys are friends. That's <laughs> yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. Now. The reason why I bring up this guy's story, I find some of the stuff that he was saying just a little suspicious. I okay, will always good. side with somebody random like this, uh, and he's not that random. He's done a 60 Minutes appearance. Uh, I mean, he's a very high-profile dude. Like I said, he's got a big, big Wikipedia page, and I'm trying to see where he lives. Um, he is out of Indiana. That's where he was born. I don't know where he lives now, um, but... I'm just wondering if there's some sort of like, I mean, because Dan Crenshaw is out of Texas, right? Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if there's some liberal politician that maybe this guy is being paid by or something like that just to try to play, like you said, devil's advocate. The, the, The idea that this dude is saying that I wasn't mad at Dan Crenshaw, I just wanted to talk. Bullshit, buddy. You were probably very fucking mad at him. And if you weren't, if something's wrong with you, I, I I will agree with you on that, dude. Your special forces in this motherfucker, as you said, wanted you to die. You're not mad at him. You you at your basic training, seal instinct, will want to take this guy out. Mm-hmm. He he is now the per- perceived enemy of you. So do you know, did you know much about like his, um, cause I, I, you I know, knew nothing. Breaking, I knew nothing. Well, just, just breaking the fourth wall here for people that weren't watching. I was typing something out to someone else while at the beginning of that clip, did he mention his, uh, his crimes, his alleged crimes? He just said, uh, he didn't go into detail about them. No. Okay. So he said, just said war crimes, right? So the crimes were, and I'm trying to find this on his page again, court martial criminal allegations. Okay. 
Gallagher was accused of multiple offenses during his final deployment to Iraq and during the Battle of Mosul. Is it Mosul? Uh, Mosul. Mosul. Okay. Um, the most prominent accusation, so there's multiple accusations, but the most prominent and the best attested to uh, to all this stuff was the murder of a prisoner of war, which is a war crime, mm-hmm. um, Khalid Jamal Abdullah. Have you heard that name before from him? No, but what you're reading is starting to kind of paint a bring. Yeah, I think I know this this story. Okay, so yeah, so this this Khalid Jamal Abdullah was a captured 17 year old fighter of the Islamic State. Fuck ISIS. I'm right there. I mean, ISIS can choke on a bag of dicks, but. To say that there is no members of ISIS that are humans, there's some dude that signed up for ISIS because the United States military bombed his fucking nephew that's seven years old and he died, right? And right. he's just joined up. Just like the fact that you, like people out there can say there's no good Nazis out there. There absolutely is just some fucking idiot that got caught up in the propaganda, maybe killed by you know some uh, member of the allies back then and signed up. There, there's good people in all this stuff. There's bad U.S. military. There's good U.S. military. There's all this stuff, right? Right. So anyway, this, uh, but yeah, at the end of the day, fuck ISIS. Um, there's this member of the Islamic State, the 17 year old. He was being treated by a medic, and according to two SEAL witnesses, two fellow brothers of his, Gallagher said over the radio, "He's mine," referring to this medic and this Islamic State guy. And walked up to the medic and Abdullah, and without saying a word, allegedly killed Abdullah by stabbing him with his hunting knife. Gallagher and his commanding officer, Lieutenant Jake Portier. Well, first of all, they they don't carry a hunting knife. Well, yeah, I don't know if that would be the proper term, right? This is just on Wikipedia. Right. So, I mean, you know, what would the the proper term for the knife be? Uh, Probably K-bar. Okay, then the K-bar. Yeah, they're calling it a hunting knife. Um. Uh, Gallagher and his commanding officer, Lieutenant Jake Portier, then posed for photographs of them standing over the body with some nearby seals. And Gallagher then text messaged a friend in California and pick a picture of himself holding the dead captives, ISIS, the ISIS guy's head by the hair with the explanation. Good story behind this. Got him with my hunting knife. Um, so, yeah, that'd be weird if he did text this to his friend. And he's and he used that term hunting knife. That's weird. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, that's pretty fucking rotten if he did do that. But Dan Crenshaw would stick up for this guy if it would benefit his political career to defend Gallagher's point there. Right. If I remember right, this this was a very high profile um thing when when it came out. I remember hearing about you know, the Navy SEALs that posed with the, the beheading of a, a head. Didn't catch the names at the time, or I did and didn't fucking storm in my, right, right. my memory. However, uh, I think there's a lot of mainstream media BS uh, inflating certain things, like... If, if, if you're going to say, okay, okay, he killed him with a hunting knife. Now, you would say, well, he, he pulled out his, his, his K-bar or his issued weapon, his issued knife, and, and killed him. 
it, it, it just sounds too planted. Oh, he's mine. I called on the radio. He's mine. I'm going to go over and fucking stab him and behead him. Right. I I don't know if they'd be headed up. I've never been in special forces. I know special forces can and have acted in what we would consider strange ways. You know, whatever. However, they don't tend to break military protocol. I mean, unless their life is in danger. You, right. you know what I mean? Like, okay, I, you're telling me I cannot take a shot at this motherfucker that has just shot 18 fucking cl- uh, magazines at me and blah, 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 blah. I, I can't shoot one fucking bullet and I shoot one fucking bullet and I kill the dude and now you're fucking up in arms? No. I don't know. It, they portray that really well, even though it's a. I, I I'm so suspicious of the story. It is. Uh, it is. It is a little weird now that now that no you bring, no no not this one. The uh, the um. What's the story that Mark Wahlberg plays? Oh, um, uh, uh, Lone Survivor. Lone Survivor. What's that guy's name? Marcus dude? Luttrell. Yes, I I I like I like listening to that guy talk. He's got some wild stories. Yes. Um. I, that story's a little weird to me too because it's a Hollywood story, right? Hollywood adopted it. Hollywood hates the fucking military unless it's raising money for them in right. some way. And so, you know, I'm I'm suspicious of that I'm not going to sit here and say that they're lying though at all. They, that's portrayed really well in that movie, the breaking of like the code or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Like they they have these these innocents tied up and they're like, "Hey, we can either fucking leave them here." And one thing that I find very suspicious is the one guy that's alive was the one that said, hey, let's cut them loose and let's deal with the consequences later. Everyone else said, let's leave them locked up here to die, right? Right. It's a little suspicious, right? A little bit. It is. But at the end of the day, um, you know, the guy's a hero. He's done a lot more for the country than I ever will. But, man, it's muddy. It's muddy shit. And... um. It's very possible here that we're dealing with two assholes and we don't got to pick a side. I'm very suspicious of this story um, just because, dude, I I used to be in the camp that that the military can do no wrong here in the U.S., right? Like when I was trust me, I I was the same way up until probably about five, five, six years ago. Yeah, similar to me. And I never joined the military. You might have seen some of the stuff. I mean, clearly you've seen more than I have when it comes to like the inner workings and stuff. Obviously, you know, you weren't Q clearance or whatever the fuck. No, but you know, you, you know a lot more than I do about how it works. I think that it's just an interesting, uh, it's an interesting little shift, I guess we'll call it where, you know, you're, you're on the side of like, yeah, I want to stand up every time they play the national anthem and I'm really proud of this country and really proud of all the the people in it and all this shit. Now, man, I I feel really opposite of it. I, I'll still stand every time they play the national anthem, and I'll still you know yes. take my hat off and all that shit. But it's not for the country; it's for the people that died, man. But at the same time, some of those people got into the military for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Some of those people got in there for very noble reasons. Military family that's noble in its own right. Um, that was you know, me. It, Military family for you? Yep. Came from a long line of people on my father's side serving in the military. You know, all the way back to 
I mean, on my my father's side came over on my fucking Mayflower. So, boom. You know what I mean? Like you, not that I felt obligated. It just like when when I graduated high school, I, I was like, I don't want to go to fucking college. Uh, it felt natural for me to want to join the military. That's what's crazy, man. Is that they they and that this is changing. But like when you were graduating in high school, what year you graduate? Ninety six should have been ninety five, but I failed second grade. Okay, what you couldn't color in the lines? I didn't like to do homework, and they failed you for that. Huh? <laughs> they did because I owed so much back work. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, I fucking dude! I would hide it everywhere. I would hide it in my backpack and then take it out as soon as I get home, and would like stuff it under my mattress and just so I wouldn't have to do homework. What What would you do when your mom was like, "Did you get homework"? What would you say? I was like, no, I finished it. And then, wow. and, and, and what then, would you do instead of that? Eat a sandwich? I would eat a sandwich and go out, go out and play on the farm. Like, uh, go grab my GI <laughs> Joe's, just fucking do anything other than fucking schoolwork. You know what I mean? Like, what a dick. Yeah. What an asshole. And, and then it yeah. caught up to me at the end of the year. And, uh, yeah, I remember sitting there. I, I didn't technically get suspended from school, but they told me to stay home for like three days to catch up on all this work. And <laughs> for like eight hours doing all this fucking, ho- and, and yeah, they're like, you're just going to repeat motherfucker. Right. Well, nonetheless. Okay. So you graduated in 96. Um, there was that heavy push for go to college or go to the military. Mm-hmm. When I graduated in 2009, um, there, there was that push, but it wasn't as present. There was like the idea that you could go out there, you could start your own business, whether it be like independent contracting with landscaping or yard work or whatever, or you could find there's other paths out there, right? Technology is becoming more and more prevalent in our society and blah, blah, blah. Now that, that college or military uh, dichotomy or whatever you want to call it is like, is, is gone. There, there's no, like my sister nor her boyfriend felt, you know, pushed to do either. It seems like, right? You know, it just so happened that they both got scholarships, so they were able to go to a, a you know major university, and um, which is so funny. yeah, it's just it's interesting, man. And I think that those scholarships are actually becoming kind of easier to come by. To be honest, I think that less and less people are trying to go. Not saying that they didn't accomplish anything, but dude, like back when everyone wanted to fucking go to college. That's that that's tough to go. Now no one like a lot of people are saying that college is fucking worthless, right? And so a lot of people aren't going. So the colleges have to give out scholarships now. Yeah. So uh and and, and they have to give them out to more there, and there's more a bigger push for trade schools now. Yeah, dude, that's what I'm saying. Not only that, but like they're like the remote working and all this stuff that is that is available to all kinds of different people, it just seems so much more tempting to get into something to make money right away versus going and spending a hundred thousand dollars i don't know anyone that would in their right mind go out and get themselves in a hundred thousand dollars in debt to get a fucking job where they're making fifty thousand dollars a year like no one's gonna fucking do that anymore like it's the the scam has been exposed with universities so more i didn't want to do it back in 96 what's that i didn't want to do it back in 96 i'm like why do I want to fucking pay all this money to go get an education? I'm gonna. Well, you also nah. are. You're kind of ahead right. of most people out there when it comes to that. Just like, and when I say most people, I'm talking like sixty percent, right? Like, it, it, there's, I guess, there's that. 
part of the population where they they just want to go and they want to appease the the system that is in place. True. And so they're going to go and, man, I got to go to college. I thought that when I graduated for like a hot minute, for two years, I thought like, damn, dude, I really should be in college right now. And it just wasn't for me, man. It never will be for me. I no. fucking hate sitting there listening to somebody that is literally bought and paid for f- by the state. Yes, I fucking hated school. Hated it. Yeah. Yeah. Hated so it. I'm like, no, get me the fuck out of here. I, I still have nightmares about not graduating high school because, you know, that was a pressure for me to graduate high yeah. school because I was such an average student, painfully average. Same. We're talking 70 fucking percent, like a 2.0 grade point average. Yeah, that that that's about where I was. Except Dude, for yeah, one, one so fucking average. year where I failed ninth grade initially with a astounding... Point four oh grade point average. Beautiful. I mean, I did ninth grade. I didn't do shit. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, well, you're not going to graduate with your peers. Motherfucker. I was already held back because of homework. So the next year I took ninth and 10th grade classes, got a 3.5 grade point average, all because I just read the assignments and passed. Yeah, it's easy. Anyone can do it. If but after that, but after that, I was just like, okay, bare minimum, just get by, just bare yeah. minimum, get by, and get out. Don't like sitting here listening to someone speak to me. Yeah, and they and they, these people that fucking go home and they're living in a fucking apartment, and they don't know shit. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, man, I don't. I want to be taught by somebody. Like they do need to pay teachers well, but there also needs to be some fucking qualifications because I some of the dumbest people I've ever met in my life are fucking teachers, man. Yeah, and that goes back so, to these these kids in in high school getting fucked by this hot fucking teacher that just fucking passed her her teacher's exam, and oh. I just want dick. That's what I went to college for. Yeah, I want to go fuck the seventeen-year-old men. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. So anyway, but, uh, not yeah, man. It, weird, weird times we're living in. This is, uh, you know, uh, I think that we're getting to the end of the episode here. We need to do our cunt of the Why week. Why don't you go fuck yourself, dickhead? You are a cunt, 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 cunt. Beautiful timing, man. Beautiful timing. I try. Do you have a cunt for the week? I do. I was going to say Dan Crenshaw, but I, I'm just going to go with uh, Dan Crenshaw. Okay. Yeah, Grant Dan Crenshaw. This isn't a, a, a two. This isn't like a thing that just came out, was it? Uh, or did that guy just release that video? It just popped up today. I, I think it was something that just came out. Okay. It, cool. Hey, I know I like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's yours? I will go with Nestle. Um, just because I think that they deserve it. I'll go with Nestle and uh specifically your cut I will go your cut wins bigger than mine because Nestle is the biggest piece of shit. They're up there with Hershey and everybody else in, in that fucking market. Yeah, and you know, the piece of shit running Nestle, he is a German. And I'm not saying all Germans are Nazis, but a lot of them are, okay? Ulf Mark Schneider. I mean, come on. that is that not screaming cunt of the week to you? Mm-hmm. Ulf Mark Schneider, the CEO of Nestle. Uh, just a real scumbag, it seems like. I, I hope that this dude, uh, you know, falls down some stairs or something. Um, I, you know, I, I never... I'm an advocate for violence, but man, what a piece of shit. 
this guy, um, you know, he's a Harvard Harvard grad, University of St. Gallen, uh, maybe St. Galen. I don't fucking know. This is a Swiss university. Um, so, yeah, man, this is just uh, this is a serious problem that this man is uh, in charge of a water company. He's got crazy eyes. Um, fuck this guy. And and if heaven and hell is a real thing, he's got a special place in hell. Darfik mine uh, and Bleichniff spit and bitter. What's that? Darfik mine and Bleichniff spit and bitter. Right. Yeah, I I concur. I just asked you how may I sharpen my pencil? Darfik de de toileta gambeta. May I use the bathroom? That's all I remember from German class. Yeah, yeah, I, that's about all that you need to know because mm-hmm. these guys they're they're angry. The Germans are angry, but the, the they? that they have to to take over things is null. I mean, there's nothing. They got nothing. So, uh, yeah, fuck this dude and uh, fuck Nestle. I would encourage people to not buy Nestle products. Um, you know the waters and all this stuff, but it's tough to know. You would have to look into you know who bottles walmart's water um because at the same time man goes back water to shop, that you're shop out local of your shop fucking local but yeah but even then like you know who's bottling all this stuff a lot of these places get their shit bottled from big companies you know even if they're local if it's like somewhat of a reputable chain and if you're gonna go out there and try and spend three dollars on a gallon of water you're an idiot too yeah you know what i mean like and and that's what it is when you're buying from these local fucking stores. And it's nothing against the local stores, but dude, like a lot of these places, you said that you have one out there where they source from a spring. We mm-hmm. don't have that luxury out here with water. There's no, there's no. Yeah, you're running out. Yeah, there's no local family chain out here of of uh, stores that bottles water that they source out of their well or whatever. You know, there's none of that out here. So you gotta you gotta double check where you're buying and who you're supporting um because yeah these people seem to be trying to control water fuck Ryan. Now, said, you, now you're making me re, uh re-question or uh, rethink rethink my my exit strategy 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 What's a strategy it's a strategy <laughs> have another beer buddy. i'm gonna have another beer I will too, but yeah, this is uh this is a fun one. Two two different cunts of the week. I think they're both valid. Yes. They could be cunt of the week any week, and that's the whole. That name is of the true. Game when it comes I to think your cunt's week. a little bit cuntier than mine. I mean, like Nestle has a gaping fucking hatchet wound. Yeah, 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 and it stinks. It's yeah. stinky. So, uh, fun episode though, man. And yeah, sorry for being extra crude in this one, but uh, you know the the world's a crude place, man. If you're fucking sensitive to us saying things that hurt your feelings or whatever. I don't know. Maybe you're not fit to fucking live um, because, you know, I, I would rather hear some people talking shit saying some things that might not sit so well with you than live in a world where kids are able to get fucked by adults and water is sold to you at premium prices. I'd rather live in a world where people say words like faggot and cunt than live in that world that I just mentioned. So thank you for another fun episode. And uh, we'll be talking again soon, man. Absolutely. And uh, for the listeners out there, I got to back up with Ryan just said. It's a show called Cunt. So if you're offended, well, then I guess we'll see you next Tuesday.
that work forces are the same that burn crosses. Some of those that work forces are the same that burn crosses. Some of those that work forces are the same that burn crosses. Some of those that work forces are the same that burn crosses. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.